the views and opinions heard on the streets is busy in no way reflect the views and opinions of my lime radio my lime radio staff advertisers sponsors or other shows and personalities heard on my lime radio now you know peace is busy. Live and direct, another Sunday, Sunday, July the 23rd. It's a uh, beautiful, well, out here in Toronto anyways, it's a beautiful day. It's nice, weather's warm, sun is out, it's bright and shining. You know, it's one of those uh, beautiful days. It's a beautiful ride day. Shout outs to um, all the guys that came out last night, Cree Riding Network, put on a little Scarborough takeover and uh, you know well received as always we had a little issues with uh, police but you know they just doing their job just trying to make everybody safe <laughs> yeah anyhow shout outs going out to the to the regulars Wendy Jody Joanne SG shout outs to Candyman Candyman is um not gonna be here today because uh a he's gotta go to hamilton and b we're out till two o'clock in the morning you know people are tired me i'm tired but the show's gotta go on like they say in hollywood even though we're not in hollywood that's the vibe and that's how i like to keep it sorry that it started late but i started nonetheless so thank you for tuning in what's going on terrain Thanks for listening. Sue, another listener. What's going on? Thanks for listening. Everybody else on the outside just tuning in. Has some new cats that start following and watching watching the, the, the program. So what's going on? Um, yeah, we got a good show today. We're talking with a guy named Rohan. He is pot belly pundit. You know, he mixes, he does some crazy barbecue. You gotta follow him on the IG. Look at his, how he infuses Indian culture with North American barbecue and he doing it fresh like always, you know what I'm saying? So he'll be been, he'll be through around 1030 and we'll get into the show with uh, Rohan. Anyways, I appreciate everybody waking up in a, on a Sunday and uh, listen to the show. Um, we're going to start with a prayer as always. Something short, and then go into the word slash phrase of the day. Father God, thank you for giving us another day. 
Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to do good on this day, to breathe and to help one another and to go forth. For those that, you know, have been in a little bit of a mourning, Lord, let them know that their troubles, their troubles are just temporary and that you will walk them through and you'll help them through and you'll get them back to where they need to be. Lord, with that, allow everyone, each and every one that's listening today and those that couldn't listen but, you know, are here in spirit, let them go in peace and let them do good and be good to one another. Amen. And the people say, amen. And with that, we'll get into the word slash phrase. Well, we'll get into the word slash phrase of the day. Hi, this is Gordon Robertson with the 700 Club, and I'm here to talk about 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. The Apostle Paul has a theme that runs through his letters, and his theme is you never overcome evil with evil. You don't ever pay back wrong for wrong. That's not God's way. What you do is that you overcome evil with good. You do exactly what Jesus did. Here he is. He's the son of God. He could call down a legion of angels. He could absolutely destroy the legion of Roman soldiers all around him. The ones who beat him, the ones who mocked him, the ones who put a crown of thorns on his head. He could have done all of that. No, he chose to do the other thing. He chose to love them. And then this amazing thing from the cross, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As Christians, uh, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good. What is good? It's loving them. It's loving your enemy, loving those who harm you, loving those who make mistakes and offend you, loving those that slander you, loving those that abandon you. And then you walk into something that is absolutely astounding. The Apostle Paul wrote, we are more than conquerors through the love of Christ given to us. Today, resolve, you'll conquer with love. You'll pay back wrong with love. You will always strive to do what is good and fulfill the law of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Always don't repay evil with evil, but uh, repay it with good kindness. And you know, as crazy as that sounds, he's got facts. Shout outs to Kirby on the on the outside. You know. We got that Kirby track going on like always. Waiting for the new track still. You know, going to change something up and get that stuff going. But nonetheless, Kurt B still on the outside doing his thing. Getting that track vibe going good. Again, you know, we got to do, we got to do good. And it frustrates people when they do us wrong and we turn around and, you know, kind of smile at them and 
say like you ever have somebody you know got that road rage like we were talking about last week you know go up and give you the finger and curse you and stuff and you turn around to them and you just smile and blow them kisses and you know you wave you know and all of a sudden they just get angry and angry it's like that's what you got to do you know you got to take their evil vibes and turn it around and just uh send it back to them in a positive way and you know their evilness will get frustrated and then just leave you alone that's just how it works right <laughs> that's just how it is there's a few things few things going on as you know uh kitty carnival again for listeners on the outside uh, up in england trudy was going on i know you guys getting ready to eat your dinner and stuff like that you can hit us up 416-804-8244 that's the uh hotline text message whatsapp and call in you know what i'm saying and that's just how it goes but a lot of vibes going on going on today um just want to say what's going on to outsider came out and uh helped with black dj on the cover thanks for coming out i know you're listening thanks for coming out and uh helping support and block for the riot yesterday it was nice or yeah yesterday it was nice nice little vibe going through the discovery you know Word is those guys that that ride and organize events and stuff like that. Word on the street is that there's a big crackdown coming soon. So be prepared. Make sure that you know you check what's going on. Make sure that everything's legit because they're gonna they're gonna be cracking down on, on plates and you know all that other stuff. How bikers bikes are mounted and all the accessories that we have on there. So just a heads up. That's about it. You know what I'm saying? But as I said earlier, there's a few things that are going on. There's uh, the WAF uh, Summer Festival happening Thursday and Friday. A lot of Canadian artists, a lot of Juno artists coming through. And it's a free event down at Dundas Square. So I'll post it up on on the... I think I already posted it on Instagram, but I'll post it back up on the Instagram. Um, the website is on its way um just doing some background work on there so if you go on the website you'll see a little mock-up of what's coming it's on there but it's still not active but uh hopefully by the end of the week it'll be active and it'll be going because you know gotta get ready for carabana are you going are you getting ready the largest festival in north america the or sorry let me rephrase that the largest caribbean festival in north america the toronto caribbean carnival as they call it or as we call it we know it carabana it's happening in two two weeks yeah two weeks time so that's going to be a crazy crazy all day event so if you're going if you paid your money for your costume if you're getting ready it's going to be fun the streets is busy we'll be there with the street team taking pictures and videos and talking to people and you know getting the the vibes talking to band leaders and whatnot so forth so check the youtube for the for the videos check the ig and again 
all that stuff once the site's up and running it'll be posted on, on the website um there's a few things i want to talk about a few things and i don't know i might be in the wrong with this one but we're going to talk about it anyways if you're in toronto if you're, you've been following toronto we have a a uh, refugee homeless crisis according to what the news has said that we got this homeless crisis for the refugees you know <clears throat> canada allows the refugees to come in which is fine but uh now the refugees don't have don't have homes and they're sleep they're sleeping on the streets and whatnot forth so forth which <clears throat> again is sad i'm not taking anything away from that however you know the government now has decided to put forth 147 million dollars to help in in the this crisis with the refugees that are homeless you know opening up new shelters and and getting beds for for the refugees my question is what about the homeless crisis that we have here forget about the refugees what about the homeless crisis that we have here that you know they're building tent cities and they're they're sleeping on sidewalks they're sleeping in parks they're sleeping on park benches they're taking over bus shelters and making like what about the homeless crisis that we have here there's not enough beds or anything like that there's no support so why can't we and again again nothing against the, the refugees but why can't we you know or the government come through and say hey you know what we have a crisis here so why not we send some money to help the homeless crisis that we have in canada in ontario in toronto you know why are we now sending 147 million dollars to help out the refugees which we allowed in and if we didn't have space for them in the first place why are you allowing them in you know that's like hey me inviting some some family or me allowing some some friends and family to come over to to stay at my place but i don't have space for them so i said well you know you gotta sleep outside on the grass or in the backyard because there's no space inside the house for you you know what i'm saying I'm just saying, 416-804-8244, give me your thoughts, <laughs> what you're thinking, you know, uh, I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just thinking that if we're going to do something, why is it that, you know, Canada in itself always wants to help out everybody else, but not turning around to help out the people that are actually here, right, we always send in foreign aid to this country, you know, 100 billion here, 10 million here whatever sending all, all overseas which is fantastic but if you're sending to help out people in a foreign nation and you have to for a certain cause and you have that same cause running rapid here in your own country why are you not helping the people here first and then saying okay well we got our people all situated and everybody's doing good you know the economy is working well we can now send you know 10 million over here thing why are we sending money over there when we still have a crisis here those are just my thoughts you know that's why i'm not a politician because i would just be real about it and 
and I'd be cursing everybody and they'd probably assassinate me. You know, that's what they do. <laughs> it's 1020. I was at um I was at a funeral yesterday. Uncle passed away. Uh a week ago, week week and a half ago. And um you know, it was very emotional. Now, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen my uncle in some time. Quite a few years to be exact, you know, kind of lost touch. And it's not that there was a falling out or anything like that, but, you know, we get busy and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody's doing their own thing. This is life. Sometimes, you know, you you do things or you, you get caught up in, in stuff and you don't get to see family. You don't get to see uh, people as you once did as frequently, you know. Thanks, Rain. I uh, thank you for the condolences. I appreciate that. Um, but as I was saying, you know, it happens. Yeah, and it's not like you have a big falling out or anything. But it was, it was good to see my aunt and and you know my cousins and stuff like that. And yeah, it was just a, it was just a crazy emotional time. It wasn't. I don't know. It was it was emotional for me, but it wasn't crazy emotional. But for my cousins, um, you know, they it was it was thing, and, and I get that because you know you, you lose a parent and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just one of those things. And um, out of it, we all sat together. You know, we were just looking at each other and seeing all these this, these my cousins with their their kids and their kids kids you know and you're just sitting there like damn I, I don't even know these guys you know I don't know what's going on so we sat there and everybody got together and we decided that we you know at some point in time we're gonna have a big family get together and have everybody be reintroduced to everyone else with all the kids and the grandkids and this and that and you know, all the relatives and the friends and family, you know, nice vibe. And it's it's crazy because you start thinking about and this is a, a thing that came up and I don't know how your family is. But, you know, as we get older, all the uh, matriarchs are passing. And because we're so caught up in life and the hustle and bustle of, of what we're doing, our generation and generation after us you know my generation generation after us are so caught up in everything that we take don't take the time to do what our matriarchs did you know keep everybody together had these the big family family picnics or the big family dinners where you know everybody came over all family came over if they can make it they all came over to pass through where you had those big christmas dinners or thanksgiving you know or like i said we used to do my mom rest in peace you know um, and she used to organize the big family picnics and every year we'd have this huge family picnic you know 50 60 70 people showing up the kids and the grandkids and the friends and family and their their kids and whatnot so forth it was just a nice vibe you know we were all together and stuff and as these matriarchs 
pass, these things stop doing, stop happening. And it's not that, you know, you don't want to. It's just that the opportunity is not there. Shout outs to Joanne. What's going on um, on the, the inside? I know you're listening. Shout outs to Zandria. I know you're listening to. Uh, just randomly came to my head as I was, <laughs> as I was talking about this whole picnic and family and stuff like that. And the thing is, I, I think in this, this hustle and bustle, we lose track of our family ties. And as the matriarchs are now in those twilight years and starting to fade and uh, become one with Lord and up in heaven and looking down at us, we're not doing, we're not keeping that tradition going of getting the family together, of holding family events, of doing those things that, you know, in our childhood, when you look back, it was it was nice to have everybody all together and, and you you knew everybody. You know, you knew this was your uncle so-and-so, this is auntie so-and-so, this and that. This is your cousin so-and-so and, and this is your cousin so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. You know, and this is their friend, which you call a cousin or, or whatever. You know, you knew everybody. Everybody hung out and you look forward to just vibing with stuff. And you remember that you have family, that your family is is not just, you know, your immediate your immediate side. It's everything. You know, uh, we're going to pause for the cause. Uh, my guest is here. So we are going to uh, throw a commercial on. Sorry to have to interrupt my my topic but uh we're gonna throw a commercial on and when we come back i'll continue what i'm saying and uh we'll get back with my man rohan pot belly pundit all right thanks for listening 416-804-8244 we on the outside peace to the only station, only station that plays all the hits 24/7. My Lime Radio, Radio, My Lime Radio. You know that Superlicious is the home of authentic Caribbean soups, porridges, burritos, and bowls. Come into Superlicious every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mix and match any large soup and porridge and pay only $10. Now that's a Superlicious super deal. The two for $10 mix and match deal. On now, only at Superlicious. With locations in Brampton, Mississauga, Rexdale, North York, and two in Scarborough. Superlicious, the home of delicious. Hey, 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 this is your boy, Invincible International. National, National. You need to check out my show right here on My Live Radio. 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 You know what? I need to get you ready for Carnival. 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 We've got live footage from all the big sets. We've got brand new music. We've got live interviews. You need to be liming with Invincible International each and every Thursday from 6 to 8 right here on My Live Radio. You never know who's going to come by and lie. Invincible International. International. Cool down from a hectic work week at the number one, number one after work line in the East End. Cool out Fridays at the Avenue. Located at 1085 Bellamy Road North in Scarborough. Enjoy food and drink specials plus live DJs from 6 p.m. Cool out Fridays. 
each and every Friday, live to air on MyLimeRadio.com. There's a ritual that is ancient as the art of making brew, practiced by men across the Caribbean whenever they get together over a stag. It is a well-understood practice of gathering around to share the most entertaining stories ever to be told in the most dramatic way possible. Each man drinks up a story more incredible than the next, creating moments of loud celebration of the stories men tell and the legends they create. What's your story? Stag, available at your local beer store. Broadcasting live from Toronto, Canada. We are on the air. This is the all-new. Let me introduce myself. My Lime Radio. 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 Grab a chicken roti lunch special for only $6 from Drupati's Roti and Doubles, available Monday to Thursday. Our new location is now open at 2866 Ellesmere Road in Scarborough at the corner of Nielsen and Ellesmere in the Food Basics Plaza. There's lots of parking and seating, and yes, we are open for dining. The weekend buffet is also back. Plus, we have curry, crab, and dumpling, and the best roti and doubles in town. You done know. See you at Drupati's Roti and Doubles Scarborough. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one. Your weekend starts every Friday, 10 to noon, right here on MyLimeRadio.com. With your boy, DJ Rich. Isn't it time our money started working harder and smarter for us? Whether you're contemplating purchasing your first home or in search of an income property, Sound Real Estate Investments get your hard-earned dollars working for you. Connect with at Real Estate by D. Richards on Instagram and Facebook or call 647-206-9782 to start paving your way to financial freedom. It's turnkey support with Real Estate by D. Richards. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. For the best dancehall, soca, R&B, and slow jams on the planet, log on to In the Basement every Wednesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight with DJ Mr. Al on MyLimeRadio.com. The way we move, the way we sound, feel the rhythm. The way we fret, soaking wet, it's the world's playground. Take a sip, fluid us, it's the way we play. The way we groove, the way we dance, every night and day. Drink responsibly. Ready to turn your I hate Monday's frown into a big I love Monday smile? Each and every Monday, tune in to Siesta Mondays with DJ Undercover. The hottest music mixes, live interviews, and just fun times. Siesta Mondays. Listen up via TuneIn Radio or MyLimeRadio.com. My Lime Radio. 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 
Yeah, we're back. My guest, Mr. Rohan, how you doing? Good, yourself? You got to bring the mic closer to you. Hey, man. hey, hey, okay, this is better. There you go. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just raise it up a little bit. And sorry, yeah. That's, I know, it's first time on here, it's all good. Yeah, we have Mr. Uh, Rohan, Potbelly Pundit, <laughs> you know, we... Um, before he came, was talking about family and family reunions and stuff, and we briefly touched upon it as we were going on. And I was saying, and before I left, I was saying that you know we forget about these things. We don't continue to do what our matriarchs were doing from before, and True. now you know we lost touch with our family and, and stuff like that. And not say that we don't care or there's a falling out but it's just that time like our our, our time it just disappears and stuff like that and uh yeah what do you think um i i think it's really the fact that uh, you know i will make an excuse as i th- i really think that's my thing we've always we're always so busy we're so very busy with everything that we're doing that we try to push things over especially if it takes too much effort so, but however, if let's say one person says, okay, you know what, let me organize it. And everyone goes, yeah, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> That's the way it just works. And then eventually everybody does get together. But it's a matter of, do you really want to do it or do you not want to do it? It's family. Family is beautiful to have together, really. It is. It's true. And, you know, you, you, you sit back and you just get to reminisce and you get to laugh and talk about True. things that <laughs> in past and it's like oh yo it's like <laughs> we were again at my uncle's funeral we were sitting there and we were talking and um something came up about being angry okay right and uh they looked at me and then the, my cousin's like oh man you remember when you got you get really angry with us you know <laughs> and uh you chased us with a baseball bat and I was like <laughs> what? I was like I don't remember that man. <laughs> I don't remember that stuff I, yeah I used to have they're like they're laughing they're like yeah I used to have the worst temper ever wow and I, I, I like, can't believe it I know a lot of people that know me now no. when I, when people say yeah he used to have a bad temper they're like no way <laughs> but yeah I used to have a real real bad temper and it, it's taking me a very long time to keep that under control and to you know be the person that i am now which is just laid back and whatever but yeah back in if you knew me back in the day <laughs> i was angry i would lose at a drop of the dime i would be fuming and want to fight all kind of stuff but you know you can't do that now and go to jail or <laughs> kill people you know so that's that's what's going on but uh yeah that's 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 family life man family is crazy family is i think the thing with family is it's also that they're willing to accept you for what you are they know your shortcomings they know everything about you and i think that's the funny part about it all with uh new friends and you know you're trying to be the best person that you can be but with family you really can't hide it no you can't they know you they know you from day one i mean Mm -hmm. how are you gonna go about you know, oh, I'm not that kind of person. Of course you were. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, uh-huh. We know you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And like you said, you had anger issues or whatever that you had. But it was all a part of growing up with family. And the only reason you exhibited that was because 
that you knew inside that they were gonna accept it. Like, ah, eh, you know what? He's gonna go. He's not gonna. It's not. It's not permanent. He's a nice guy overall, kind of thing. You know? Exactly. And that's what family is all about, man. I mean, every family. There's not a single family in the world, and show me a family that does not have an issue with each other. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, the, everybody comes together. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And exactly. And I mean, if you if you if you have that. Now let's let's say I know most some families are dysfunctional, but if you have even dysfunctional families, you know everybody comes together for a certain cost. Of course, right? You know, yeah. especially when it comes to funerals and stuff like that, you get everybody popping out of the woodwork if they're in town or anything like yeah. that. You know, coming out and saying, "Hey, we're here." You know, like my my uncle's my my uncle my my, my other aunt came out from. Uh, uh, England, right? You know, just down to to see the funeral and, and be here and everything like that. So you know, just another person hadn't seen in forever in a day. Yeah, but that's right. If things happen and, and family comes together, and you just want to make sure that family's good. Of course, you know. And and as I said, you know, we talked about it, and next year we'll probably do a big family right reunion, get yeah. everybody going. Which, if it goes through. Would be crazy hey, thing. You know, if you just do it. I yeah, mean, uh, you just know, do we'll it. We'll see at the last minute. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. But you know what? At least you did it. You tried your best. Exactly. And what go from there. So. Just go for it. And I appreciate you bringing some snacks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's all about I food. Was, I was, I was at, uh, hoping that you made some barbecue. You know. Oh, this part of the morning. Yeah, this part it's of my. So I was tempting. figuring that you that you did some barbecue. You came over and you know. You're <laughs> I like, yeah. so was ready to do that. Honestly. <laughs> But I, I like just like you, I had a late night and I was like, ah, do I do it? Do I not? I got ribs in the fridge yet, so yeah. so you know, still there, waiting. There we'll you see. go. Still it's always waiting. the next time. That's it. There's always the next time. So again, for those who've just tuned in, Streets is busy right here on My Lime Radio. We are talking with Rohan, Potbelly Pungit. You can follow him on the IG. He does a whole bunch of barbecue stuff, infusing Indian culture, Indian barbecue with North American barbecue, getting it all done, <laughs> making some nice, nice rubs. He's got his own sauces and stuff like that that he makes. So we're going to talk since he's here. We're going to talk about it. We had uh, actually one one uh, listener right. ask one question. First thing that she asked, you know, and this one's for you, Ray. She asked, do you, do you clean your meat? Do I clean my meat and uh, whether I wash it? Wash it, see, wash it, you know, throw the vinegar on it, clean it up. Or uh, you, or are you taking it? Hmm? Old, old school. Old school, yeah. <laughs> or are you just taking out the package, throw some seasoning on there and okay. throwing it on the barbecue? There are, there are two schools of thought. On this. <laughs> there are two schools of thought on this one. Um, the, the reason why back in the day uh, where you went to a butcher directly where he slaughtered it at the back of the shop and brought it up front. Yeah. Yeah, you'd go and wash it. Right. But today with all the health, uh, you know, concerns and all the guidelines in place, most packaging plans, they would have to follow those guidelines, clean the meat up a little bit at least mm -hmm. and get it to you. Uh, personally, I rather rinse it, but not to the point that I am now turning red meat into like pink, light yeah. pink. I rather have a little and most the biggest misconception about meat, especially red meat is that uh, you have blood in it, but it's mostly the myoglobin that's there. You know, even when you have a medium rare, you see it pink and everybody goes, ooh, it's not done, but actually it is. Mm -hmm. 
so do i wash the meat yes of course i will especially with chicken i do but again it's not to the point that i'm gonna drain it of everything that it's got right, right? the nutrients that's there and people will do a lot of things some of them will boil it first and then put it on the grill or you know but uh, no personally no yeah i mean for me i usually i i have a mixture of uh Vinegar depends on if it's chicken. I'm using vinegar, that's mixture right. Of vinegar and water, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, lemon juice or lime juice. And if it's meat, it's usually just like a like you said, a rinse. Yeah. I might throw a little bit of vinegar on there just for thing, depending on, on where I get it from, True. you know. And then after that, you know, it's just seasoning and, and go from there. Now, here's 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 a question since we're gonna talk about barbecue. How long do you actually marinate your stuff ah, for? Ah, that's another one. There, um, there we go. There we go, yeah. Again, depends on the cut of meat. The tough of the meat, like let's say you're using bear. Mm-hmm. I have grilled bear. and uh, You've actually eaten bear? Yep. Man, I need to try somewhere. Uh, where, it, where, do you, where do you go buy bear? Up in the, in the countryside. Really. <laughs> you're not going to get it down here. Uh, I got mine near Lake Simcoe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the place. Oh, my God. Uh, but definitely near Lake Simcoe. And uh, it was a long time ago. I got bear. I had venison. It was just wild meat. The guy was a hunter, so he kind of just gave it up. Uh, he sold it. Yeah. It was different. Moose meat. Yeah, that's another one. I Moose had. I've had. Had venison. Bear. You know, haven't tried that. Yeah. It's but a I, I, darker. I hear that bear. I've heard. I shouldn't say here. I've heard that bear is is really tough and um depending on the bear i always thought the bear wasn't really edible it's meat yeah i know it's one meat, man's but, foods another man's poison. <laughs> i'm sorry just the way i it mean is. it's like eating skunk and not raccoon okay. yeah and <laughs> squirrel <laughs> well i mean if you're gonna go down the list you might as well you <laughs> might as well eat everything everything you know what i'm saying like groundhog i knew a guy True. that used to catch groundhogs yeah and that was his meat staple i'm like Bro, it's groundhog. <laughs> what are you doing? He goes, yeah, but they eat grass and stuff. It's clean. I'm like, it's a groundhog. It's it's what? like saying hey, back in the, uh, I don't know if you ever remember, but uh, back in the day, people ate rats. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring this up this part of the morning, but oh, yeah. rats were like yeah. the thing. So if you can eat a rat, I guess you can eat anything. Well, I mean, if you have to eat, you got to eat something. There you go. If, if there that's you go. what's available, that's what you can eat. Yeah. Uh, don't know if I eat a rat because rats eat all kind of crap but i guess you know you get a rat barbecue going on you never know up. yeah you'll never true. know trust Listen, me I, <laughs> i'll tell you a story i was at a function um this is years this is when i was a teenager course, I was at, yeah. at a function and these guys were and i don't eat from anybody right so if i go out i don't eat from i don't eat from if i don't really really know you I i'm gonna eat for you you know what i'm saying yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i gotta i gotta make sure that everything's proper but anyways went to this went to this function and these guys were s- serving curry it was supposed to be quote unquote curry goat okay um and then one of my guys that was there is going to this curry and he's like oh you know it's this good stuff and then he goes to eat and pulls out the tail like a, a rat's tail. Oh Lord, no! And all of a sudden, everybody like ah, and lost it. They destroyed this whole place, man. Like they were losing it. You know, the of guy, course. the guy was adding rats and so. so 
I understand. Back to the revolution. <laughs> let's go back to the marination. Yeah, yeah let's you're, go. <laughs> you're, you're acting, but you know these these things happen. That's why. No, it is true. Know? And like I said, what what we would say is, ooh, other people are like this is the uh, delicacy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it depends on where you grew up, what kind part of the world you're in. Exactly. You know, people eat bats. True. I won't eat a bat if I know it's a bat. I won't eat it. You know, it's a bat. People but do. People do. People. You do. know, people eat spiders. True. You know, catch the spiders, barbecue crickets, them, crickets. Yeah. yeah. I've Fried crickets. crickets. I've had crickets. I've had grasshopper. There you go. You know, tried it. You know, different. Of but you, you know, you gotta you gotta open your mind, open your palate to different things. But like you said, going back to, <laughs> to marination, ma- yeah. marination. Anything from twenty minutes to overnight is good. Too long drains away the liquid from the meat. So that's a problem. People say, oh, keep it for two days. No, by the time you'll notice there's more liquid falling yeah. out of the plate. And that's where the juices are starting to come out because the salts, once you marinate, kind of tend to dehydrate the meat as yeah. well. So you're pulling out all the juices. You don't want it. You want it to be tender. You don't want it to be like dry at the end yeah. of it all, right? Well, I mean, when I'm doing my brisket, I, I marinate the brisket. And I usually do anywhere from 15 to 18-pound brisket. Right. And I usually marinate that for three days. Wow. You know, I mean, I, I and I get that the juice comes out and stuff, but after I put on a smoker, yeah, that thing is so tender. And again, so nice. It depends on the cut of meat, right? Yeah. It's because the brisket is the underside. Yeah. And that's tougher. So, yeah, it could work. I've done a brisket. The one I actually forgot it once in the fridge, and I come to think about it. It was a two-day yeah. marination. It was not so bad, actually. It, was, it almost tastes... I would say good, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, like I said, don't marinate it in a week. Like don't keep it for three to four oh, yeah. days. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like some people just all oh, leave it, the more it's better. Unless you're doing bacon, that's a different yeah. story. But no. Well, I mean, I know I know if you watch any of the, the food shows or anything like that, they usually tell you twenty four hours, marinate for twenty four hours, you know, throw it in the fridge, marinate it for twenty four hours, then pop it out and yeah. and cook it. You know, you can get away with two days depending on on what it is yeah right and, and like how fresh said, the meat how is fresh too. the meat is that's very important yeah exactly you know with you store bought, yourself i don't know store bought i don't know kill it yourself great exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know it's fresh yeah i'm saying but um yeah marination is, is is great now you make your own rubs you make your own sauce yeah you know so let's get into this let's let's talk about you okay so how did you how did you a come up with your IG handle, and b how did you get started in in doing this barbecue and and oh, infusion wow. and 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 just cooking in general? Because you know when we are, when every time we talk we always talking about food. Of course we <laughs> we always talking about food. You always talking about you know the different rubs that you've you've tried or the different places you go the cuts of meats that you've you've done you, try, yeah. you know different different ways that you've made it and even on your your IG you have all your videos on on different things that you tried yeah. and everything like that so how did that start let's start with potbelly uh we'll do the history or you want to do the IG let's yeah let's do the history let's oh. do the history okay um i started barbecuing at least putting meat on the fire on the grill when I was about 12, all thanks to my dad, mm. you know, fathers, how they are. You got to learn how to do this for mm-hmm. the evening. And I got to admit, I was a failure. I was bad. I had like, every time the food came back from my mom, was like, 
it's not cooked. I'm like, okay, put it back on. I thought, you know, if it turned black on the outside, it was good. Are you burning? Yeah. That's what you <laughs> <laughs> burning on the outside, raw on the inside. Yeah. Oh, my mom was like, no, no, you got to put it back. And fast forward, uh, I completely forgot about it. You know, you get to 18 and 19, and then you're like, I'm not cooking at home. I want to be out partying. So I forgot all about that till I came to Canada. And um, that was about 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was on this, you know, we would go out to people inviting us over for barbecues and stuff like that. And it was, it's always burgers and a little bit of tandoori chicken. Yeah. That's what Indians have on their grill for the most part, right? And uh, sausage, I was like, okay, we'll do that. And I, I was living in a condominium at the time. And when we moved, the first thing uh, my wife at the t- uh, was like, okay, you want to get a barbecue grill? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So, and I started getting into it, but it wasn't all that good. Right. Right, and it took a while. It was a guest. I remember an old charboil, and uh, we. It was just again burgers, uh, sausage, tandoori chicken. Yeah, that was the thing. And I got fed up of it, and then I was like, "There's got to be something more to this." And then I was on um, the Food Network. Yeah, and I came across a gentleman called Rob Renford. He's a chef. Yeah, licensed to grill. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And oh my god! And the first thing I remember was looking at all those Napoleon grills that he had on that. And like he had a pool. Yet this guy was living the barbecue dream. Yeah, I remember that show. He had. He had. That's why I got my Napoleon. There right you here. go. <laughs> that's the only reason I remember Napoleon was he was like on those grills. It was yeah. like I was the only grill I wanted to buy eventually. Yeah. And um, when I saw his first television show where he was actually making a margarita mix on for salmon i'm like you can do that yeah so that's what got me really experimenting with things like now my horizons will you know open up a little more we're a little wider that way and then i got into that and at one point i got fed up of um, i need something more you know just barbecue on the grill with the gas something's missing yeah and i heard something about called smoking i'm like what is that Imagine, I've already gone through five, six yeah. years of it, and I'm still not getting it, right? Yeah. I said, now something's different. And I said, I'm going to try. Everyone's talking about, oh, you got to use coal for that. I'm like, okay, how do I do? And next thing I know, I'm, I've am i got a Weber kettle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, coal, that's not bad. And we started again. We're still the burgers, but now it's a little better. You know, it's yeah. smaller. The, 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 flavor. the flavor's a little better. And I got tired again something i gotta do something something's missing so i started looking and i came across another one called barbecue pit boys Mm -hmm. now that's when it really started to open these guys were doing everything and anything it was like you know i'm putting cream cheese and jalapeno wrapping it in bacon i'm like you can do that imagine now it's like wow there's this whole new world that's come out there so that's where it started really getting into it and then I was like, where's something still? They're talking about smoking. What is the smoking thing? It's still in the back of my head. And then I said, okay, smoking beef. That was YouTube at the yeah. time, smoking beef. And I came across a gentleman called Aaron Franklin. Mm-hmm. And he's got this big cut of beef. I was like, we're going to smoke brisket. I'm like, what is that? Like, you know, this whole yeah. big cut of beef and he's trimming it. Um, as he's doing, and my mouth is watering right then, he yeah. puts it on the grill when he does that, takes it out the first time to show it, and it's already popped up, and I'm going, that's what I want to do. And that's where I am today. Um, with tons of spices and rubs and um, sauces, that came about 
it all started with the Heinz stuff, you know, the commercial boot grade. But I said, I didn't like the additives being put right. in. There was always like uh, some kind of uh, chemical in there uh, that I never really could pronounce. Yeah. And that was a rule for me. If I can, I cannot pronounce those things. Then you can't use. I can't. I, I don't want to eat it. Yeah. Right. And. Uh, I said, okay, you know what, let's try making my own. And then I started looking up. I started watching a little more barbecue shows and started making, you know, the Carolina Rub and uh, the other things that came along with yeah. it. And I've been pretty good with it for now. So uh, sauces, rubs, rubs were always a part of, uh, well, Indian, technically anything, you, any spices you put together is really a rub. Yeah, or a curry, if you think about true. it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that already was there. It's just a matter of tweaking it to uh, facilitate the barbecue, yeah. really. That's all it was. And you learn different things, like lemon. I always tell people, if you really find it difficult to create a rub, go with the most simplest and universal salt, pepper, garlic. You cannot go wrong yeah. on anything. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Everyone will go, wow, what did you do? No, you just put in your rub. Nobody yeah. knows. It's true. Salt, pepper. A little bit of lemon here yeah. and there, but yeah, that's that's the staple. I mean, geez, my cupboard is full of all kind of spices. And <laughs> there you go. And you know, depending on how I feel, there's this combination of, you know, if I, I want a little occasion, I'll do this, 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 and that. There you go. You know, mix that all together and stuff. And and you know, sometimes sometimes you come up with something that you know just happen chance. You know, so I kind of write everything down. Just so if it tastes good, then yeah, I'm like, I want to keep that. Yeah, I want to keep. There you go. <laughs> I want to keep that. So yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. When it comes to barbecuing, again, not everybody can barbecue. No, it's it's like saying not everybody can cook, but again, it's a matter of flavor, right? right. I mean, what flavors are you used to? Yeah, but even at, even at that, like if you if you or open your mind to something different, you know, different palate. Again, if you have beef brisket whatever you're you're cooking if there's a different type of spice on there you know it's it will be it'll hit you differently it'll hit you differently yeah but you'll still say you know what this is some yeah some good some stuff. stuff yeah true right true like, so true that's what barbecue is barbecue is, is just a matter of you know perfecting your 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 technique, your, your technique right? that is true i mean when i bought my smoker again when i bought my smoker boy it took me two weeks I killed everything. <laughs> right. I was throwing everything on there and I'm like, why is this not working? working. I was trying out trying out this or it was it wasn't cooked pr fully and stuff like that. And again, it took me two weeks. I think I went through, you know, two chickens, at least six racks of ribs, yep, a brisket, and everything was just ah and even even the not even the the, the smoke that I was using it was black. Right? I was black and I'm, I'm sitting man. So, you know, it's trial and error, right? <laughs> it's but, so true. But I got that perfected now, so, <laughs> so I'm good. So now when I get my stuff and I'm throwing, and, you know, you throw it on a smoker, that's 14 hours. Minimum. Right? Depend, depending minimum on what meat, it is. Yeah. Depending on, on the cut of meat, that's 14 hours minimum. You doing beef, that's 14 hours. Don't get anybody twisted, eh? If you're not smoking your, your beef At for least. 14 hours, you're not having no barbecue. You're that not is true. That is you, need, you need to, you know, you watch the, sh the shows and you cut the meat. And you see that little ring, oh. ring around and say, yeah, I got it. I got, I it. got it. You know, so that's that's the whole thing. But again, when, when it comes to 
cooking when it comes to adding spices and everything like that because you have that indian background right you know you're infusing your culture into into that yes. so now you have the best of both worlds right very true so do you find that when you're making your 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 barbecue and stuff you tend to rely more on your culture like indian spices and stuff or do you do you as you said you experimented you you said you watched a show where the, the guy made jalapeno jalapeno ting, ting rock, yeah. or used the margarita for, for, the uh, for, for a salmon you know and i've done that i've used i've used you know i'll throw some alcohol like i love throwing some guinness i have as a matter of fact done um the first time of course i gotta get mad it wasn't never came out right but once you learn the tweaks of it and try it again right it will i did beef roast windaloo or windaloo as they call it okay and it was amazing it really is good it just as it's regular beef or uh, pork uh Window is normally made with pork, no right. matter what. It's it's a Portuguese influence, comes from the word marinated in wine. That's right. win, win the loop. And uh, that was just unbelievable. For the first time, I had smoky flavor yeah. with infused with that, and it was totally different. Again, that was one I tried, and then I tried even with brisket. I'll throw in a little extra, you know, yeah. cayenne or a, a different kind of uh, chili powder on it to see how it works. But it's, it's again, it's trial and error. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And uh, But I'd rather leave those because you got to remember, in every cuisine, I can't take a, hell of a lot of cayenne pepper and throw it in a jerk chicken. That's like, what happened to yeah. it, right? So, again, I think with different cultures you you go there's a certain limit you don't cross it yeah i think that's where i draw the line i will not do anything that will take away the flavor of a dish that is supposed to be let's say uh an oxtail yeah right i don't want to add something to it that's going to take away that authentic traditional flavor yeah. of it and that really makes a difference yeah that's how far i'll stretch it which makes sense i mean you know you you want to do something different, right? But you don't want to do it so different that it changes, you know, the the, the whole, whole thing. the whole thing, the whole dish. And oxtail, let me tell you, there's only a few places that, you know, I'll eat oxtail from because they do it proper. Exactly. Yeah, you know, there's there's a couple places that sell oxtail, but no, no. You eat there and you're just like, what? what? <laughs> soup. <laughs> exactly. It's soup. What am I? What what what's going on here, man? Like. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have that that good oxtail going on, you know. Four one six eight zero four eight two four four. You got any questions? You want to talk barbecue? You know, um, bear. Yes, he did mention somebody mentioned about bear. Yes, he did mention bear. You know, the thing that's in the, those grizzly bears. <laughs> well, I think you black know, bear brown bear, think. black bear. Yes, bear. Now, again, I haven't tried bear. It's on the list. I've done moose. I've done uh, venison. I had caribou once. You know, elk. Yeah. They Ooh. sell. They sell elk. Elk is nice. I actually. I haven't had elk. I actually like it. It's a little gamey. Okay. But if you put some nice, you nice marinate rub it and for marinate a while. for yeah, a bit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, my two days. You marinate for two days and you you throw it on the grill. We smoke it. Oh, yeah. It's it's nice. It's tender. You know, you just 
speed that stuff up man. and that and that's that's what you want you want to have you want to experiment with different things true right and yes it's you know animals so oh you, you're eating bambi whatever yeah hey. you gotta eat, eat it to you each know. his own, right? Exactly. You don't have to eat it, but no, you, don't. you know, it's it's one of one of those things where if you give somebody a dish and say, "Hey, try this," you don't tell them what it is, and they eat it, and they love it, and then yep. you tell them afterwards, they're like, "Ah," but you just loved it. You know what I'm saying? Now I won't do that to people because that's that's kind of, well, you know, it's people octopus or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? they smoke that too. Yeah, they, they do. They smoke everything. We really. can smoke in anything and everything, but. Now that you've come up with with what you've done and you've perfected, how did you go with your Instagram and, and why did you decide to go on Instagram and start sharing your creations? Rule of thumb, uh, well, I come from a culture where we really don't, well, I'm not saying Indian culture, but I belong to what is called East Indians, East Indians, but we're not really from the East, believe right. it or not, we're down from the West. East India Company, you know the drill. They came, they took all, colonized the old islands of Mumbai, and we ended up being called East Indians. Yeah. Long story short, we're known for never sharing recipes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And um, over time, I realized that, you know what, not sharing recipes, it's part of tradition, it's part of culture. When you don't share that, nobody knows about it and eventually right. goes into oblivion, and nobody knows that you even exist. Yeah, it's like family recipes, you know. Exactly. It's like. It's like to go on with that is like when my mom was was uh even my grandmother when they started to fade yeah you know you say hey listen where this recipe where's that recipe or when they were alive you still talking True. to them saying hey listen can i have that recipe because it's a tradition like yeah. we we do a, a thing called dukana right which my, only my sister knows how to do there you go because that was passed down to her right we don't do it no that's right. the thing. The, the, the sons don't. <laughs> the, the, no, we never had the. Open, you never exactly. went into the kitchen. You exactly. ate. That was all. Whatever exactly. mama makes, you eat. Exactly. Right. You eat. So you know that's those are the things, and, and you want to get these recipes. So yeah, yeah. go on. Yeah. And um, that was the reason why I shared it. I was like, we all complain. Oh no, you nobody knows about our culture. Nobody knows about. It. Well, yeah, because you're not sharing it. Right. And that's what brought me to this like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it the right way i'm gonna put it out there yeah and that started with cultural cuisine and then the same thing applied to barbecue um i was like wow there's so many people like you said don't know how to barbecue right gotta show them there's so many thousands of videos out there so many of everything and you kind of put your own spin on it but you try to keep it as simple as possible yeah. right the layman a layman will always relate to a layman if i say oh i'm gordon ramsay you gotta learn from me um yeah, but you're Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. The apprehension's always there. Exactly. But if I'm your buddy and I'm like, hey, I'm on your level, I'm like, okay, I'll learn from you, you know. Yeah. So if well, anything. <coughs> and you, you're 100% right because the reason why I got a smoker is my buddy, Rob, which you know, yeah. you know, had a smoker and he's like, yo, you got to try this and just brisket. And there I was like, go. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, I need to get me one of these. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, we, we go back and forth. And uh, we still have to do it. We're, we're supposed to be doing a, uh, a brisket competition, Ooh. you know. We got to uh, do that. We do. We do. We, we got to just we'll, do we'll that. Set, we'll <laughs> set it up. Get you involved, all yeah, three of us, we'll four of us, because Candyman, Candyman, Candyman got too, so he'll be there. Get everybody right. come out and just, yeah, let's get it on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. Make this the, make the brisket come, come over to the house, yeah. sit down, you know, 
Got some drinks going on and everybody sample. Get some margaritas going on. Exactly. Get some margaritas going on. We we cut up the brisket, just throw it out there and say, yeah, "Yeah, rate the brisket, you know. Oh, yeah. We know whose is, but everybody else that comes over, just let Whatever. You know, at the end of the day. We're eating some good food. There you go. (laughs) Either which way. It may not be perfect in everyone's eyes, but it's still good brisket. That's right. It's still good brisket, man. We should do that. We should do that. We've got to definitely do that. So, yeah, getting back to the whole thing, and uh, we were, um, that's how, well, that's where the videos and everything started. I just wanted to bring it out there. It's like, this is my take on it. Yeah. And Potbelly, how did that come about? Mm. That was funny. Um, Many moons ago, (laughs) I wasn't, well, slim and trim. Uh-huh. I'll put it that way. Uh, I wasn't too big either, but I had a belly. I actually had <laughs> a belly. And it was my wife that went, you're like a little pot belly. And she goes, so I wanted to start a catering business back then. You know, yeah. you had aspirations. You want to make it big. Yeah. You read too many novels of success and you're like, I got to do this. And you start catering. And what do we come up with? And she goes, you're a pot belly. So just go, yeah, that sounds good. Pot belly. And then I go, I have a pundit to it. Pundit means teacher, and yeah. you know, learned person in India. And so I was like, let's do Potbelly Pundit. And that's how it came. Well, see, I didn't even know that pundit meant teacher. Pundit India. actually is, um, yeah, pundit is someone, a learned person. Okay. It's technically a learned person. A learned person back in the old days were teachers. Yeah. That's all it was, and that's how you came up with it. So that's how you came up with Pundit. Belly pundit, pundit. The pot belly, you got it. Yeah, like, you got that pot. Well, I, fig- I figured that pot belly. I said, okay. It's again you know. fusion, right? Indian. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, listen, you do, you do some good ones. I'm just disappointed that you didn't bring me any sauce or anything <laughs> like that. Like you talking uh, about well, you talking about this you. stuff all the time, every time. Yo, man, I got this sauce, and I'm so. not kidding <laughs> you, but most of my sauces are influenced by the islands. Really? Yeah. I've got new sauces coming now. They got. Uh, Pineapple jalapeno mix. You got the Scotch bone. You yeah. got uh, jalapeno by itself, yeah. and we got smoky hot peppers. Now, do you sell this stuff? I do. Uh, we do it on pot, uh, potbellypundit.com. Okay. Yeah, if you go to the website potbellypundit.com, we do sell that. But my own spices, my own mixes, are mm-hmm. coming out shortly. I'm just okay. getting in. It's in production right now, okay. so we're getting all that happening. Okay. And when that happens. We're definitely going to have, I'm going to have a little bit of a market going on. And All right. We're going to like, maybe farmer's markets will do that and we'll, I'll bring it here. Yeah. On the streets. Well, listen, you know, we, sure. we, we'll definitely, we'll definitely taste it. Oh yeah. We'll definitely try We can it do out. a sampling. Well, I'll bring right. a whole ba- bag, you know, they say the best way to sample a sauce is not beef or anything, it's chicken, just pure chicken. Yeah. So I'm going to get a whole whack of chicken wings. We'll do it out here. Yeah. And we'll yeah, see which you know sauce what? We'll we can do, rate we'll, it. We'll do it we'll out do here. We'll do a live rating. That's right. There we'll you do go. We'll do it live. Yeah. And we'll have people come out. Mm-hmm. We'll set that up when this gets all said and done. You know, we'll throw out the throw out where the location is. All right. All right. Get everybody to come out here. And we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll sample out. That's we'll sample so out. Yeah, yeah we'll, that's a we'll, great idea. We'll, we'll, we'll do, do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We'll get that going. Yes. Yeah. You know, I like wings. We all do. <laughs> wings are a staple. Everybody likes wings. There's nobody that I know that doesn't eat wings. Okay. Question. Mm. Fried or smoked? I've had both. Um, best wings that I've had, honestly, is a place called Hooligans in the States. Okay. And they smoke, mm-hmm. then fry, Ooh, then bake, no. then fry again. Nice. And let me tell you. Oh, that's a long when, process, but that yeah, sounds when good. When you when you bite into, like, you cannot stop eating these wings, even plain. 
the flavors in there is just crazy. And you just start, like, every single time I go, we sit down, and I order, honestly, I order about 50 to 60 wings. Sweet. And I polished them all off, (laughs) and then I'm asking for more. The only problem with that, eating that much wings, you know, the washroom is my friend for now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're eating the spicy stuff. Yeah. I only eat Cajun. Um, I'll do uh, a jerk. But they make, they they have uh, nine wings that you can, you know, the regular hot, hot, hot and mild and stuff. Mm. But they have their signature, they have a signature Cajun. Okay. Oh, sweet. Is what I love all the time. I like Cajun. I like Boom! I, that's that's all the thing. And I've tried Cajun up here, and nothing really compares to how they do it in, in the states. And this this is the only place that actually does that: smoke it, then fry, fry it. it, then bake it, then fry it again. It's, it's, oh, that's such a long process. But yeah. I can only imagine why they fry it in order to seal it all up. Yeah. So the smoke flavor really stays in there; yeah. it doesn't dry off at the same time. Yeah. Oh wow! It is. It is. I would just like Fantastic. to know the duration, though. That would be really perfect because that is perfection in a way that it takes a while. Yeah. Don't you can't really take something that is smoked, fry it, and hope to have the same flavor, yeah. right? But this is this is something that you really need to know how yeah. long they smoke it for. Very importantly, yeah. and then frying, of course, is frying, but how long they smoke it for—that is for. crucial. And you know what? I've never asked. I just. I just the only thing that I've asked, yeah. The only thing that I've asked is what the process was, and they said that, and I was like, I was like, man. I said, well, whatever you're doing, maybe I'll try it. You know know what? I'll experiment. If it does come out, we'll put out a video on it. I'm gonna do that. Good challenge for me. There you go. There's the challenge. You know, but yeah, I mean, wings, wings are wings, but not everybody can do wings, wings properly either. I have failed with wings too, where. I've smoked them for too long and they've got dried up yeah. on the inside and I was like, oh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Again, it's the fire, it's the heat, there's so many aspects of smoking that yeah. people don't realize. It's not just throwing in firewood yeah. and say, oh, let it burn. Yeah, sure, let it burn and then what happens, yeah. right? And I've, sometimes sausage doesn't go, it's like, wow, something's missing. Yeah. What did I do wrong? And then you yeah. check the temperature, it's not right. And then the thermometer's got to be perfect too. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, it's, it's, if you're using a, if you're using wood or coal, right? My smoker out there is the pellets. Uh, I can adjust the temperature. I can switch it onto a manual, so yeah. that you know I'm constantly watching it and change the dials to yeah. add more pellets or whatever the case may be. Or throw it on automatic and it just does its own thing. You know, hit True. okay, I'm doing brisket. Hit the button and yeah, turn it on and it just see. <laughs> I don't go with that. Yeah, like, <laughs> did I have a choice? Yes, I did. But I'm shameless, or as my wife called me, stubborn. Yeah. I want to go old school. Of course. And, okay, this is a story about my first brisket. I'm not lying to you. Every word I'll tell you out here is 100% fact. When I smoked my first brisket, after three hours, I started crying, literally sitting at about 7 o'clock in the morning, sitting and crying because the temperature wasn't being controlled. I didn't know how to. I was, you know, it's so easy when they go on the video and go, and we maintain temperatures. Yep. How do you do that? I tried the ring. I was using, uh, that was the first time I even had my smoker. Mm-hmm. And I got the, the the smoke was like, you know, not the gray stuff. It just I was like, ah, oh, this yeah. is perfect. I got it. Time to put on the brisket. Put on the brisket. Next thing I know, the temperature drops. Why? Because I've opened it up and now yep. it's dropped. 
and it's dropped considerably. Now, how do I get that up? So I decided to put in some more wood. Next thing I know, it's gone That's way beyond. Yep. I'm going, what is going on? And I couldn't do it for about maybe an hour or two. Yeah. And I literally was sitting and sobbing. This is at 7.30 in the morning. So I've already lost patience because I had worked the night shift yeah. prior to that. And I've come home and I'm like, no sleep. And I'm crying at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> sobbing, literally. <laughs> and... My wife walks, she woke up, goes like, what is this guy doing sitting with his head in his hands? And I'm going, right. me, what happened? I'm going, I can't maintain the temperatures. This is ridiculous. Why did I buy this? That's the first thing I went. Yeah. You know, you start to blame everything. Of right? She goes, uh, what did you do wrong? I said, I don't know. I'm following the answer. They said, maintain. I'm trying to maintain, but it's going up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, she goes, anyway, you... You started it. You might as well finish it. I go, yeah, yeah. That that's no question yeah. about it. So I'm crying through this whole cook, and finally I got that temperature, which the internal temperature about one year. It crossed the, the 185, yeah. and I was like, okay, take it. I'm taking this out. I'm taking. They said it's it's done. It's done. The beef's done at 185. And then I go back to the Aaron Franklin video because I was following that, and I was literally kind of hating him at that time because, yeah. I, what did you mean by maintain temperatures? <laughs> Explain that bit. Then he goes, oh, wrap it up. I was like, you know what? I'm wrapping it up. I'm not sitting on that smoker. I'm putting it in the oven for the rest of the cook. <laughs> I put the probe in, 200. That's it. That's yeah. what he wants. I'm putting it in, probed it. And when it was done, I tasted it. Luckily, perfect. Except for the extra smoke, you yeah. know, the black on top. And I was like, I could do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's after you taste it, you go like... So that I could do it again. And I'm thinking, about what if I cry? I'm like, no, no, this time I'm going to cry. I'm going to learn how to do the temperatures. Yeah. And then once you kind of figure it out. And even now, you know what? It is still trial and error again because I'm not using a pellet smoke. Yeah. Right. Um, and and that's the whole thing. When you when you go coal or wood, it's a whole different oh, thing. Oh, it is. You have to constantly watch that temperature. Oh, the size of the wood, the, the wood chunks that you're putting, the small ones or the yeah. big ones, do you add? Where do you add it? And how? It, oh, my God. Yeah. And it's not, again, the type of wood you're using. That's another thing with smoking, right? Everybody wants to use hickory, but, or apple, or apple, um, hickory, pecan, walnut. Yeah, walnut. I've used oak and I've used hickory. Mm-hmm. I, I've never tried apple because it's a sweeter thing. I'm not, I'm a spicy guy, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not literally a spicy guy. Yeah, 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 I know <laughs> I what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, um, I I really would not do that, but hickory, yeah, I've tried it with my with the beef, I've tried it with pork, and I like that. Yeah. Though I I rather go now, after about seven years, I think of smoking. I think I'll do. I would stick with oak for beef because I like the flavor of beef yeah. in itself. I don't like it to be tampered with too much. Yeah, I don't know. It's just me. Chicken and everything, yeah, that's fine. You know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah, that's fine. But I, I, ribs are normally, my pork ribs are always hickory. Yeah, but I, I keep oak for beef. beef. I tried, I tried it with hickory before. A little bit of a, it's very sharp. Yeah, yeah. So I keep, I try and keep beef as close to possible because yeah, oak is nice. Yeah. Hickory, I've done apple. The apple, I've done too. Um, there's another one I can't remember what it is. Pecan. Yeah, pecan. I've done that. Walnut. I haven't tried the walnut, but I I have the opportunity. Like in my Napoleon grill, I can also turn that into a smoker. Yes, of course. Right. So I've done 
where I've had to use actual wood and stuff like mm. that on a Napoleon to do my smoke instead of using the, the pellet one because right. it's just it's easy. It's easy. But yeah, there you go. The, doing the doing the Napoleon one and the, the first time I I did I did a smoke on there, man, I burned that thing. Yeah, I was like mad because. <laughs> Like you said, the temperature was going up, up and down, and I'm like, <laughs> no. "Yo, what the hell's going on?" Like, I got, you know, I got my water spray, <laughs> doing all kind of stuff. I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" Killed the brisket. I'm like, "Jeez." Yeah. So it took me, it took me a while to, to get it perfected on the grill yeah. using that. So depend on on the time. If I'm lazy, I'll throw it into the pellets and. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Everyone, (laughs) a lot of guys go, and I always tell them, look, if time is of the essence and you do not have the patience, get a pellet grill. Yeah. If you want to smoke, really smoke. Get a pellet grill. There's so many out there right now and different price ranges. It's not like the Traeger, which is the most common of them all. Yeah. They've got a versatile range. Yeah, you you can get any trigger from anywhere from 200 to above. 750, yeah. Yeah, the the big one that I, I wanted to get was uh 1800 yeah right but i'm like yeah really do you need that unless you're catering (laughs) you know and that's the thing you get tempted i think when the first brisket comes out really good and everyone goes oh yeah that was really really good you should try more and then you're like maybe this grill is not big enough exactly (laughs) you're looking at that and you're saying what the hell but but i mean you know what you can make smoker almost out of everything i saw i was watching on the food network i forget the show but they make um, smokers out of everything. Oh, gas tanks, you name gas it. Gas tanks. They, they had uh, the one guy made a smoker out of the desk, the, the file file cabinets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that was hilarious. I was, yeah, I I'm saw like, that what the hell? <laughs> this guy pulling out f- files and got, <laughs> yo, <laughs> this is the chicken up here. The guy. I'm like, bro. But you know what? That guy is genius because yeah. he knows how how much heat's needed for every piece of meat. Yeah. That guy is true genius. It's true. You could laugh at him saying, oh, he's using a file cabinet. Like, this is crazy. But... I would say that guy is genius. Yeah, no, it's true because he knew everything. He's like, yeah, I got this, 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 and levels. And, you know, he's got the bottom part is where <laughs> he's putting that. it in the fire. I'm hilarious. like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> like, wh- how do you come up? How do you sit there and come up and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to use this filing gamut <laughs> yeah. for my smoker. Oh. <laughs> how do you, that's what I said. The guy's a genius. You know, and we, we're going to have different levels on there. there so, I'm like, I've seen I've seen these guys use some different things for, for smoking and, and for, for grilling. I'm like. Who comes up with this stuff? Again, it's the old islanders. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. The earliest recorded smoking ex- uh, was in the 1400s. Yeah. Christopher Columbus, okay, mm-hmm. eventually ended up in the islands and found the natives at the time. They were smoking their meat. And he was like, what's going on with these guys? Like, you know, normally everybody puts the meat straight on the, yeah. on the, on the coals, right? They had it. Uh, away from it with just the smoke cooking it slowly yeah. slowly and, and he tasted that's where it comes from barbecue barbacoa that, that's where it comes from the word barbecue yeah and that was the first recorded instance they were smoking me they weren't roasting it or you know straight into the fire nothing like that and that was carried off to Europe and that's how the whole concept of barbecue came along yeah and the barbecue that we know today which is you know briskets and all of that was about four centuries later in the 1800s yeah. when um, European immigrants came into the U.S., especially the southern side, the Texas and Carolina and all of them, and they brought their concept of smoking 
to the Americas, and that's how the smoking of meats, the curing of meats, mm-hmm. came into existence. I was reading about this. It's quite interesting. The very first butcher down the butchers, they had there was pork. Pork yeah. was number one in terms of barbecue. Nobody ever used beef. It was beef is much much later, like we're talking yeah. 1800s. It was always pork, but when they started, they found that beef number one um, was rare because ca- it, it takes much more effort and resources to raise cattle than it t- to raise pork. Pigs, yeah. Right? So, what do we do with it? Like all this meat's gonna go to waste. I mean, you you in a village, you slice what, a couple of cows. Yeah. Now you've got this meat remaining because people already have it. There's no refrigerators. There's no yep, nothing. Exactly. So they smoked it. And um, I, there is a record. I think the store still exists from that time where they, the butcher literally smoked the meat when it was like unsold, and then sold it again as smoked yeah. meat. Yeah. And I think that concept is even prevalent today because if you think about it, the supermarkets that have restaurants or eateries inside. So if, if uh, sorry to spoil anyone's appetite, but <laughs> if things are nearing expiry, that's what they take and they make. Like you think. Costco's giving those $7 chickens because, hey, guess what? I'm loving it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's because those chickens are almost due yeah. to expire. And it's yeah. like, let's get them out there. And you'd rather buy a roasted chicken than buy a fresh chicken. Think about it's it. It's true fresh. because yeah. with the fresh time. chicken, you, you, it's time. I mean, barbecue in itself. And uh, shout out to the caller. Listen, the place that I was talking about with the wings, it's called Hooligans. Uh, it's in the States. So. You, you know, you need to travel cross border unless you're in the States and then, oh, yeah. you know, look it up. Hooligans, man. It's a great place to eat some wings. Try them. Try the Cajun. The Cajun's good. I'm going to swear by the Cajuns. But I told you, once you start eating too many, Mm-mm. your friend in the washroom is going to be. Oh, you better drink a lot of milk. Yeah. <laughs> some. A lot of milk. Some. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 416-804-8244 if you got any questions. From my man Rohan, Potbelly yeah. Pungent. Go for you it. You know, we got questions we can answer. Um, the thing about the thing about smoking, the thing about barbecuing in yeah. itself, it's time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and when you when you take time, it's like when when they ask me to make a jerk pork, right? Right? Because oh, because yeah. I, I can make a nice jerk pork. Okay, you give it. Uh, you know, if you come, if you come, if you come when we're doing the barbecue, when we're doing the barbecue and having a pork, you know, I'm saying you have some of that. That's that's me jerk pork, oh, right? Yeah. But I have to have that advance notice because it's a process. It is a process, right? And what people don't understand is when you're when you're cooking, if you're doing something fast, then you're not really putting any effort in into it. You're just doing it for. Yeah. Okay, I need something quick. You know, so again, if you're doing barbecue, burgers, hot dogs, that's usually the staple yeah. for something quick. But if you're going to actually do a chicken or you're going to do a, a pork or, or whatever, then there's a process. Yeah. Right. And the process is what takes the time. Always. So so if, if somebody asks me, hey, can you make a, a, a jerk pork? Well, OK, that that in itself is going to take three days. Yep. Right. Because a. I don't have that stuff on hand, so, <laughs> so I planning. Gotta, yeah, so I gotta go and buy it, and then after I buy it, you know, because I'm not buying packets, I'm buying a big loin. Yeah, you know, and not a lot of stores carry that anymore. No, they don't. Right, so now I, there's only uh, Sobeys carries on a regular basis, and uh, Costco sometimes. Costco sometimes, and no frills. Yeah. So depending on how much money I want to spend. Yeah. Depending on where I go. Yeah. Right, but 
you gotta buy it. Then you gotta cut it, take it out the package, trim it, trim it, and then you gotta rinse it, do your stuff. Definitely. Then you gotta season it, marinate it, and I let it sit. Yeah. Right. Let that bad boy sit. Set inside or outside the refrigerator. I let it sit for for four hours outside. If it if like I just got it, yeah. Usually four hours outside, and then I throw it. Right. Into okay. The, perfect. I throw it into the the fridge for yeah. another twenty four hours, and then I pull it out. Mm. But what I end up doing is I end up stabbing mm-hmm. the okay, pork, yeah. so it's got Especially all the loins. Yeah, yeah it's the loins got tough. all, all yeah. the loins, and I, I make sure that it's really gets seeping in. in. Yeah, oh, it gets yeah. in there, and then I let it sit there, and then again because depending on, on what I'm doing, if I smoke it, you know, that's sitting there for at least ten hours. Easy, right? So it's like okay, well, then I have to, no. then I got to time it so that it's ready. And I let it rest so that is I can cut it and then Take it bring over. it bring it over, right? Because I'm not gonna let it sit there no. and, and think. So I, I want it as fresh as possible, of course. Which means you know that's a nighttime thing. It right? is because if I gotta be there at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> with this brisket or, or the the, 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 the brisket, no, I don't even yeah. risk it. Like brisket, no way. It's like well, no, 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 no. Brisket is 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 I'm not. It's unlike pork, and mm. you'll agree with this. Pork, you can estimate the time it's going to yeah. be done because it's not really one of those meats that needs a lot of breaking down. Exactly. But with brisket, we're saying 14 hours. That's minimum time. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got a guest, and this is, again, a mistake that happened to me when I had guests mm-hmm. over. Um, I told these guys, come over. Yeah, come over at 7. It should be done because I took 16 hours. Yeah. So for 4 o'clock in the morning, I said, oh, 4 o'clock, 4 to 4, 8, yeah. 8 o'clock, it'll be done. Right. I said, just come on over. It'll all be good. So these guys are here at 7. My brisket's still going. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, this thing's not breaking up. What's going on? What's going on? It's not hit the 200 yet. And I think by the time dinner was ready, it was 9.30. Yeah. Like by the time I got it out, it was about 9 o'clock. I let it rest, you know, at least half an hour, yeah. 45 minutes. But I was it was too late because guess we're already here for brisket yeah. at 7. And so 9.30, I took it out. Luckily, it was good. But I swore I'd never make that mistake again. And oh yeah, you can't. No, it, you, it's you never predict it. With with brisket, I find with brisket, I always make sure that, you know, fourteen hours minimum. Sometimes I do like sixteen, seventeen hours. Yep. I think the longest I've cooked a brisket is eighteen hours. Yes. And oh my gosh, dude, like you can't even pick that stuff up. No, no. It was beautiful, but again, it's time, and it's not always accurate. No. Right, Remember. because sometimes you come in and you're like, "Man, this thing's been sitting on here for 16 hours and it's still not done." Yeah, because it's a stall. That's yeah. what they call a stall. You got to get through that stall, and to hit that stall, I think it's between 156 and 180. Yeah, uh, you have to break through that stall because otherwise the meat stays at that temperature. It's yeah. so funny because there's a science to it where the the all the moisture from the beef goes into that area and cools the meat down believe it or not it cools the meat down so that's why that temperature takes so long to go beyond 175 and that's a frustrating bit because you're looking at it okay it's 155 now oh i hit 157 you're like oh it's gonna go through no it doesn't now you're looking at it two hours later it's only like 160 go wait a minute how is that possible yeah right that's of course when now that's when you raise the flame to like just shoot it through and break through that stall but a lot of people, that's where they lose it because it's like I'm struggling and struggling and it's not breaking through. And that is the longest time 
in the cooking process, believe it or not. Yeah, that little stall. That little stall. But that little stall is the longest time in the process. So it's just inversely proportional to the whole cooking, uh, yeah. the whole uh, smoking process. And if you're doing it, if you're doing it manually. Oh, God bless then, you. Yeah, you, you know, you got to watch this stuff. And that's why when you're doing manual smoke, you're always constantly looking at, at the temperature. You're constantly going out there. Like, you're not sleeping. No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't even move from there. Yeah, you, like, you're not sleeping. You're just sitting there. You got your tent. <laughs> you know, you got your blankets out there. You'd you be like, yeah, the smoke is going And on. raccoons looking over your shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah. Go away from here. You're not exactly. getting anything. So, yeah, you, got, you got them sitting there going, hey, buddy, what, what, what's, what's, what's happening? <laughs> Are we, we going to get some of that yeah, stuff? Yeah. You know, you got the family raccoons sitting yeah, there. Yeah, they're just looking. They're just looking. They just got their knives and forks ready. Saying, and you're yeah. like nervous as hell because you're wondering, what if they decide to jump off the fence and come after yeah. you? Yeah. It's like and what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, we have him raccoon for on a barbecue. That's what <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what we do. We have him raccoon. <laughs> raccoon on the barbecue, people. Oh, yeah. You know, 416-804-8244. We talking with... Rohan, pot belly punch it, you know, and uh, what? Oh, Iowa. We got a, a listener saying, hey, what's going on from Iowa, you know, yeah, in the States. Bring it yeah, if you're in Iowa, check out. I don't know if they have a, a hooligans out there, but, you know, check out the hooligans. What's his favorite store there? He knows. If the caller lets us know, yeah. we know where you go what, to Iowa. What's, you know. what's, your, what's your favorite place out in Iowa? That you got for uh, for wings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 416-804-8244. We're here, Pot Belly Pungent, and we're talking barbecue. It's 1129. We got half an hour in show. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. I got to play some commercials. But I also want to play a song, and I wanted to do that before, as I was saying, talking about um, death and, and, and people that, you know, have passed away. We also got to remember them and their lives. And I had a song that I wanted to play for that. So I'm break for commercial and uh, then I'll play the song after. And then we'll be coming back with Rohan and talking more about barbecue and uh, his rubs and sauces and what he's coming out with, Mm -hmm. you know, and how you can get it. And then we'll break down his all the ways that you can reach him so that you can uh, get your order on. You know, I got. I'll get some orders. I have a friend, actually, before I go to commercial, I have a friend that makes his own pepper sauce. Ooh, nice. And, uh, yo, he sells a lot of that stuff. Eh? And oh, we got to meet up then. Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce you. But he makes his own pepper sauce, and that stuff is Sweet. good. You know, I, I, everybody that I've given a bottle to, they're like, yo, where can get them? And I keep telling them. I said, bro, let me put this stuff online. Yeah. Well, I sell it. He's like, ah, just, you know, if people ask me, I'll, I'll yeah, sell it to some them. Some people I'm, too modest. Maybe yeah, I, listen, I get it. But I'm saying. Like, if you got it, just flaunt it. That's what I if say. If people are liking and asking for more. Why not? You have the ingredients. You know how to make it. You do it stuff. You bottle it. Ship it, it off. And there you go. Next thing you know, you're in, in, in food in stores. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you sell it in Walmart and, and Loblaws lo- lo- and stuff like that. You got a whole sauce industry, you know. We'll talk about that. Well, there's a the sauce industry is interesting, very interesting. There's a lot of few stories about them. All right. Well, yeah, we will talk about all of that. Where am I? Yeah. So I'm gonna break for commercial. Four one six eight zero four eight two four four. That's where the hotline is. You want to talk barbecue? You got any questions about barbecue? And I'm throwing this out out there to people. Listen, what is your if you're in Toronto, what is your favorite wing spot? You know. 
I know some people are going to say wing machine, but seriously. What is your favorite wing spot out here in Toronto? All right. That's what it is. The streets is busy right here on MyLineRadio.com. Nice shirt. How'd you get your logo on it? I went to Speedy T's Printing. Speedy T's specialize in custom apparel and are right off the 401 in Scarborough. Embroidery, screen printing, and direct-to-film transfers are all done on site. If you need a large or small run of t-shirts, Speedy T's has you covered. Find them online at www.speedytees.ca. That's speedyts.ca, part of the Ink Drip group of companies. Thanks, man. My staff's tees turned out great. Well, I'm glad it worked out for you. Speedytees.ca and inkdrip.ca are my first choice for anything printed. Get a quote today. Monday, July 31st, Hey Lele, hey, hey, hey. the Monday night ride aboard the River Gambler, featuring the legendary Super Blue, plus DJ links from TNT and Toronto's finest, Soka Sweetness, Dynamic Crew, Notorious Sounds, and the Ultimate Sting, and it's hosted by MC Brenton B and SKF, boarding 7.30, departs at 8 p.m., tailgate party starts at 6, featuring the Fire Brigade Rhythm Section, dress code blue for Super Blue, come let we Hey Lele. $70 tickets now at TicketGateway.com. Yeah. And, and we're back. Like I said, we're going to play a song. Um, this one is going to go out to uh, all the people that have uh, lost, lost somebody recently or even in the future. You know, this one here is just something different. It's... Uh, Something that I like. Old school, bring it into new school. But this one is called Troy. Pete Rock, CL Smooth. They reminisce over you. In remembrance, my uncle, Lennox. And for all those that have lost somebody, you know, this one's for you. You heard? Streets is busy. My Lime Radio. 416-804-8244. Holla. I reminisce for a spell or shall I say think back. Yeah. 22 years ago to keep it on track. Uh-huh. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. My like toast. Yeah. But my granddaddy came sober. Yeah. Count all the fingers and the toes. Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows. Yeah. 18 yeah. years younger than my mama. But I really got beatings with the girl of trauma. Yeah. In single parenthood, there I stood. By the time she was 21, had another one. Yeah. This one's yeah. a girl. Name a Pam, same father as the first, but you don't give a damn. Right, Irresponsible, right. plain not thinking. Yeah, Papa said yeah. chill, but the brother keep winking. Uh-huh, Still he uh-huh. won't down, you will tear out your hide. Right. On your side while the baby make a slide. But uh-huh. mama got wise to the game. Uh-huh. The youngest uh-huh. of five kids, hun, here it is. Yeah. After yeah. ten years without no spouse, yeah. mama's getting yeah. married in the house. Word. Listen, Word. positive over negative for the woman a master. Uh-huh. Mother Queen's rise in the chapter. Yeah. Deja vu, tell you what I'm gonna do. do when they reminisce. It's over you, my God. When I take back, I recall a man off the family tree. My right hand, Papa Doc, I see. Took me from a boy to a man, so I always had a father. When my biological didn't bother, yeah. taking care of this. So who am I to pick up? Not a bad ticker, but I'm clocking Pop's liver. Yeah. But you can yeah. never say that his life is through. Uh-huh. Five kids uh-huh. at 21, believe he got a right to. Right. Here we go, while I 
Check the scene with the Portuguese lover at the age of 14. The same age, front page, no fuss. But I bet you all you know they live longer than us. That's right. Never been seen now, that's where you're wrong. But give the man a taste and he's gone. Not no sleep to a jazz tune. I can hear his head banging on the wall in the next room. I get the pillow and hope I don't wake him. But this man, the cuss, hear it all in verbatim. Telling me how to raise my boy unless he's taking over. I said, Pop, maybe when you're older. We laughed all night about the hookers at the party. My old man standing yelling, Good God Almighty. Use your condom, take sips of the brew. That's right. When they reminisce over you, for real. For real, baby. Yeah, we're back. I hope you like that tune. Old school, because, you know, I'm an old school guy. And uh, that one, they reminisce over you. P-Roxy, L smooth. Love that track. Love that beat. Always takes me back. Always, you know, when I want to think back and start thinking about all the people that passed and have influenced my life. And I just wanted to send it out because... Uh, my uncle liked that song so there it is you know going back anywho we're back we got Rohan in the house pot belly pungent we're gonna talk about some 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 rubs some spices we're gonna talk about this stuff <clears throat> now we talked about marinated we talked about rubs but the sauce that you have to put on afterwards because you know you got these guys if you watch the barbecue shows and everything like that these guys got their own secret recipes and they're taking that little mop the oh, little handheld the mop, mop yeah the yeah drop and swapping up and slapping the, the rub on there the sauce to, to enhance that flavor. flavor now do you put your sauces on while you're cooking or do you wait until the brisket or whatever you're cooking is done and then you throw the sauce on because some people say that if you put it on afterwards it takes away from the flavor of of the, the smoke or the barbecue True. or whatever whatever's on there and i'm half and half sometimes depending on what i'm doing sometimes i'll, I'll throw the sauce on afterwards if i'm 
like again if i'm doing a brisket or pork whatever i i put the sauce on before and just let it soak it soak in. into yeah. it all right so what's your take mm, again it's um, my thing on it is very simple it number one it prevents uh, in the smoking process you put the sauce on in between only to prevent it from drying really if you think about it yeah it and it gives you that lovely sheen yeah you know it's like oh you're looking it's it's looking pretty once you do that and of course it does prevent definitely like i said before it does not allow because after a certain point you got to remember the meat's not going to take in any smoke whatever else you're going now is just killing the flavor of the meat right so now the sauce acts as a protective layering number one and prevents the meat from really drying out in the smoking process because don't forget smoking is a long process eventually will dehydrate so that's why you open it up so some people just spray vinegar on it or some kind of but people want to add more flavor that's when you add the sauce to it so again do you add it before do you add it after again depends like you just said you know for me i'm kind of in between in my case i'll do the sauces on the ribs in between the process like let's say i will leave it on to smoke for about two hours yeah and then I will put the sauce on it with a dab of uh, vinegar again. I'll spray vinegar on it as well. So it allows the sauce to kind of spread out o- yeah. evenly over the brisket. I mean, sorry, the ribs. Yeah. Right? And then again, when I'm wrapping it up, that's when I do it again. Because now it's really, you know, in the foil, it's really the heat's all circulating. The, the pour, the yeah. skin's opening up. The, the meat's opening up again. So now it's absorbing everything that is there. Because, again, preventing it from getting dried up. So, yeah, bo- it goes both ways. Do you how much sauce do you really want? That's the issue. Yeah, right. How sweet do you want it? Do you want it too sweet? Do you want it too spicy? That's entirely your call at that time. Yeah. Um, what you see on the the videos and stuff, all these guys just—it's more presentation. It's also, I think, people when they see it glossy, the meat's glossing over with all that sauce on it. It's like, oh, it's delicious! It's delicious! It's more. Yeah, it's more mental. Yeah, it's more mental it's than a, anything. A mental trick. Like, I'll give you a little secret. The best way to actually make any meat look good on a plate, just take butter and put it over it. I swear to you, just just do it and see what happens to your guest when they see that piece of meat. You take a steak when it's done, just brush it with butter at the end of it all and see what happens. It glistens. And the moment you see the meat glistening, you go, oh my God, that's so good. Like you, you take take a chicken wing. Yep. Take a buffalo wing, okay? Mm. That's in the sauce. It's hot. It's the sauce is just glistening over it. Yeah. And take a chicken wing with a dry rub. Which one will you eat first? Well, I I don't like sauce, so no, no. <laughs> but say, but generally, more speaking, generally you go with the one with the sauce. There you go. It's glistening, right? Yeah. You want to have that? Oh, it looks so good. It's yeah. fresh. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Again, you eat with your eyes first. Of course. That is a rule. People don't get A lot of people don't get it. Yeah, you, it, the presentation. That's why you that's know, it is. these guys take their time to make a nice little plate mm-hmm. and everything like that. I mean, even me, you know, I'm cutting, the, cutting nice slices, lay it out there and stuff like that. Even when I get fancy, I make this uh, peanut butter, peanut butter uh, sweet sauce mm-hmm. you know and i get that up and then i just lay it. honey kind of thing yeah, yeah something something similar to that mm-hmm. and then i just lay it on a, a little slab oh, on that swirl <laughs> the swirl on there and have the usually i do that with the chicken and have the chicken nice yeah. and sliced and just woo, there you go <laughs> you know something that you can dip in and, yeah. and eat the chicken but 
yeah, I mean, it's all about presentation. It once, is. Once you get that that eye catching, you're like salivating. Like you said, if you you got something that makes that meat just glisten, yeah. shine, you're already thinking, oh, it looks so juicy, it yeah. looks so tender, and in your head, you've already said that this thing's gonna taste really nice. Yeah. So now when you cut into it. You're just going with what your head's already telling your mind's already, already told, told you, you that it's, it's looking nice. It's going to taste nice. So yeah. Oh, this is so beautiful. This is fantastic. But you know, that's, I don't know. That's, I that's, mean, that's my take on the sauce, whether I add it before or after it. I mean, yeah. it depends on the cook. It always does depend on the yeah. cook and what you're trying to present in the, in the, at the end of it all. Exactly. You want wings that are dry. You want, you want to do dry rubs. Okay. But again, even on a dry rub chicken, there's always a little layer of oil. You'll yeah. see that because then you're going, oh, it's just out. It's so fresh. Yeah. It's so yeah. fresh. It could be taken out frozen, put it in the fryer for like two seconds, brought it yeah. out, but there's a little oil on it. Like, oh, oh, that's what you do. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a mind game. Now, for those that, you know, are listening, maybe don't know too much about barbecue, you mentioned the wrap. Yeah. Wrapping it up. And why is that important? to wrap up you know since you're there somewhat expert uh, <laughs> yeah okay 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 i i will i never say i was an expert but i always say i'm a learner and i keep going at it you're learning you're always, a learned every man. day every mm-hmm. day uh, why do i wrap um you want to keep the juices in at a certain point you're gonna lose it because the meat's already tender it's already opened up it's absorbed as much as it can now it's just gonna let it go yeah so you want to wrap that up to keep that moisture in. You want to keep the juices in. You know, you just want to keep the sauces in, everything, the flavor. You're wrapping it up. And so it's like um, convection, yeah. convection cooking. That's what's happening at the end of it all. And that's the only reason. And you, you use tinfoil and not the butcher paper? I use butcher paper for brisket. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, no, use no, the butcher, no. I use the butcher paper for brisket. Um, the foil I only use for ribs. I don't. Honestly, I've, I've I use the butcher paper for pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, you could. There's nothing wrong yeah, with I it. The good it thing everything. about butcher paper versus foil is butcher paper kind of allows a certain release of steam. So again, it's not too wet. Yeah. It kind of gives you that in you know, especially for beef, it just gives you that perfect tender. Oh my God, I'm just salivating. Yeah. Yeah. Listen here, man. So talking food. <laughs> sorry. Talking food. Haven't had no breakfast. Yeah. Uh, hungry. I got something. You know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, and um, that's why, uh, if you ask me overall, I guess, it, again, I, I'd rather use butcher paper for brisket and foil for Everything ribs else. because I've always used it that way. Yeah. Like chicken, I really don't wrap it up. I never wrap Except up. Except when, uh, when I take it off and I want it to rest just to keep, because chicken dries up pretty quick. Yeah. So if I take it off the grill... And that's like if I'm making a peri-peri chicken, yeah. you know, I would use a rotisserie on the Weber kettle. Guys, buy a Weber kettle. If you don't have one, get one. It's really good. <laughs> it's versatile. There you go. We just plug Weber. Yeah, know. we just plug Weber. We just plug it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Know, that's all right. <laughs> Weber kettle, you know, everything, it's all about tools. And I'm going to get to that in two seconds. Uh, we got a listener who says, uh, Eglinton West, if you're in Toronto, uh, Western Road in Eglinton, uh, two four four Pizza and Wings. They got a nice little wing place there. Okay. Uh, they just do regular fry and the sauce coat, but consistently nice. Uh, another one is uh, Pig Out. That place in Pickering here. Okay. That uh, smokes their meat. 
so they got a nice nice little sweet and spice sweet and spicy tastes good and then there's another place on Kingston Road yeah, called, uh, listen I didn't say exactly what the name is but say it's always busy so I don't know mm, interesting you know I've never been at Pig Out and I've never been to Western Road in Eglinton that's the West End I don't travel that far yeah the helmet <laughs> <laughs> you know however I might do one of those food excursions and let's do uh, it we'll go, go out we'll take Candyman and, and go like that. exactly we'll take Candyman and go there's a new place that I found up on um, on Young Street there Oh jeez. Young and Highway Seven? No. Young and Shepherd, just north of, of Shepherd's called Grillies. Yeah, oh you did that one yeah, yesterday. I, did that. I yeah, saw I did that, that yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, that, place so interesting. Is, that place is nice, man. They got I ain't gonna lie. For the the price, food is good. I saw that. I was like, why how could they do that? How is it possible? I don't know. And the but, ingredients look fresh as ever. But yeah, f- ingredients are fresh, done daily. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean Wow, uh, and it's it's weird because they're twenty four hours. So uh, when I was talking to the owner there, and he's like, "Yeah, man." So we constantly do like every six hours, we'll bring out new stuff. Or if the stuff, if we get busy, you know, there somebody's always cutting, yeah. doing the, the 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 food there. What am I trying to say? The the, the, the condiments, the and condiments. Stuff like okay, that. okay. And then somebody's always on the grill doing, doing it. This, you know, this thing. Yeah. So wow. I mean. Dude, the food was good, and I was like, "Man!" And the thing is, they're open twenty-four, so at any point in time, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I know where to go. Three o'clock in the morning. There's another one. He has another location at Lawrence and Warden. Lawrence and Warden. Okay. Yeah, just in the plaza on the Golden Mile. I wonder. No, it's the plaza on the. What do you say? Northwest side. There's a little plaza. Okay. Yeah. It's right yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's funny because. Last night when we were out riding and stuff like that, we were talking about it, and guys go, "Oh yeah, 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 the place at Warden." And I said, "Well, he's got a new location on, on, on up by Shepherd and Young there." And um, so, oh yeah, 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 we go there all the time, you know, to the the one Sweet. at Warden there because it's open twenty four and it's cheap. Oh, Lawrence and Warden. Sorry, I confused yeah. Golden Mile. That's on Eglinton. My bad. Yeah, Lawrence and Warden. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. So you know, those are if you're That's if a you're lot. out if you're out there and you want some good eats. Grillies. You know, Grillies, that's the place to go if you depending on where you are in the city. They're open twenty four seven, so you know, come from the party, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, or you're out in the club, is whatever. You want some munchies, that's a place. Three dollar nice. tacos. You really Whoa. can't you can't go no, wrong. No. With, you three dollar tacos. Three dollar no tacos. No way. You know, they do beef, chicken and fish. You can't go wrong. Ooh. You can't go wrong with three dollar tacos. Is that a halal place? Like, I have no clue. I don't, ah, I don't honestly I don't think so. <laughs> no, because a lot of listeners would be in this. Some of yeah. them would like to know. I'm not saying a lot, but no, a no, it's not. It's always well, you know, I can know. always find out. Exactly, I can always find out. But you know, I'm just saying, food's good regardless. Nice, know, halal or not halal. Yeah. To halal or not to halal. That is. <laughs> that is the question. That is the question. So, going back to what we're saying, tools. Yeah. Um. Tools for anything makes the job easier of course and perfects your thing so if you don't have the right tools for the job you know you're, you're gonna struggle like you're a little gonna bit. struggle for sure right so when it comes to when it comes to smoking when it comes to barbecue in general you got to have a good barbecue of course you have to have a good smoker yep 
Um, there's a few, but it really goes to what you like because everybody can say, you know, Trafalgar is a good. Yeah, Brad, um, of course. Weber actually has a, a, a nice one. Napoleon has a, yep. a good smoker out there. I've never tried it. Yeah. You know, um, the one that I have here is a Chef Master. Yeah. Right. And, you know, for the price, it does a fantastic yeah. job. And again, it's, um, you know, what, what materials are they using to build yeah. it? Very important because... Most smokers, the really expensive ones, are all cast iron. They're like they have to use that because you know high temperatures, longer smokes, all of that put together. So material is important. Just try and make sure there's no plasticky stuff on around yeah. it because barbecue or not, that thing's gonna burn off and break and crack yeah. eventually. And don't forget, your barbecues are always outside. Plastic is gonna crack. Yeah. Bad paint jobs will show. Show they'll start to um, shed. And don't forget, uh, in terms of other tools. Oh, sorry. Let Let's stick to the uh, the kind of uh, kettles and stuff like that. Got different styles depending what you're used to. If you want yeah. coal, if you have a backyard, then coal is good. If you've got you know a small backyard and you don't have place to store all of that, or then yeah, uh, a gas grill is good enough. Yeah, and you can get small. Sm there are so many accessories available, even to smoke on a back uh, on a gas grill. Sorry, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you got all kind of accessories. Well, we got eight minutes left in the show, and this eight minutes is going to disappear really quick because it always does. That's how it works on this show. So we're going to wrap things up. Listen, where can people reach out to you, touch, touch base with you? But before I say that, uh, another listener, Northern Smokers, 371 Old Kingston Road. Yes, that's close to home. Yeah. Beautiful. They do halal. Yeah, they do. So there you go. The guy's Iranian, I think, by uh, thing, if I don't mistake. Is it? Okay, so you yeah. know the place. You know the place. All you right. Could. Oh, so yeah, there, definitely. There yeah. Go, beautiful, man. beautiful. I've never been, so I have to check that out today. But back to you. Where can people reach out to you? Give us all your, your rundown, man, your IG okay. website. Let's do that. You know, your social media platforms. Yeah, uh, well, Potbelly Pundit is available on www.potbellypundit.ca. Uh, we're away on Instagram at Potbelly Pundit, uh, at Facebook at uh, yeah, PotbellyPundit.com, uh, Twitter again, Potbelly Pundit. We're Potbelly Pundit everywhere. Potbelly Pundit. That's where it is, man. Oh, yeah, but and don't that's confuse. P U N D I T. It. That's right. It's not P A N D I T. Pandit. Yeah. No, it's Pundit. The <laughs> Pundit. Yeah. Um, pundit another left, thing. Pundit right. <laughs> Pundit, pandit, depending how you pronounce it, you it's know, all good. It's exactly. All good. Yeah, we're, and if you have a question, you can email me again or message me. Email, I'll give you to you is potbellypandit at gmail.com. Or again, if you're on Instagram, follow us at potbellypandit. And you can always message me, you know, comment section, like, subscribe, you know, just, I'm constantly putting out material out there. If it's not showing off rubs, it's, even using those rubs to you know to actually tell you like if it's good or not mostly i'll be honest with you the rubs i use and the rubs i create are definitely 100 percent natural we do not use artificial ingredients even there's no artificial preservatives so if you want something natural good for your family healthy in general then we're the guys to look at or rather i am the guy to look at all right well you know i'm I'm looking at you, but I don't see no sauce here. Oh, buddy, I told you. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm bringing it. You know, I'm you were coming. It. You know, you coming on the show. 
You know, you could have brought some sauce. You can say, here, listen, you know what? Chicken wings. We're trying that whole line of new sauces when it comes out. I told you. We're doing it on the show. You could have come over and said, hey, this but all right, we're going to do a show and we're going to have barbecue. We're going to invite the peoples that are listening. If you're in Toronto, come true and taste some barbecue. Look forward to Get some food and going out. Well, listen, always a pleasure. Thank you. Have you on the show? Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you. the barbecue. And shout outs to your brother. Cause I know yeah. he's he's on the oil yeah. oil oil rigs listening yeah, in. Yeah. So yo, shout yeah, outs, shout outs. What's going on? Thank you for uh, tuning in. You know, that's like I said, man. It's all about the love, man. Everybody listening in. We got callers listening in and and uh, talking about barbecue. Oh yeah. Getting all hungry before <laughs> before lunchtime. You know what I'm saying? It's so it is. Four one six eight zero four eight two four four. If you have any questions, we're also gonna post this stuff on on the IG. Um, Facebook, uh, I do have Twitter, but I can't remember what it is, so we're not going to do that. And like I said, once the website's up and running, we will get that. But uh, if you want to listen to the podcast afterwards, the link is on the IG. The Streets is busy. D-E Streets is B-I-Z-Z-E-E for those that just tuning in. And for all the new listeners out there, thanks so much for listening in on this Sunday. Be safe. We got what four minutes left in the show, so you know what I'm a. We'll talk kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> talk kebabs. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I like kebabs. There you go. That's another part of barbecue. Yeah, but you know what? I don't do kebabs on a regular basis. You should try it. Try it. I just, if I'm gonna do kebabs, I'll go buy it, but I don't take the time to make it. I just if you buy make it. jerk chicken, you just. That's it's as good as that. Yeah, Trust I know. Me. Make a jerk, jerk kebab. Hey, jerk there you kebab. go, fusion. There you go, jerk kebab. I could try that. There you go. I could That's try it. that, but then then you gotta make work. I'm lazy, ain't? No, do uh, do a, a ch- chicken kebab uh, t- uh, or a lot of the tikkas, like you know the small little cubes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah, that yeah. on the yeah, skewer. Yeah, yeah, you could do that too, or some some. And lamb. there you go, fusion. You do it. Lamb is good. We never talk. We should do international cuisine next time. Yeah. International barbecue. All right. Yeah, I I did uh, I, I barbecued a, a lamb the other day. Oh. oh my gosh, it was so nice. I saw this. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm I just thought of something. I saw this post. I can't remember who it was, where they make souvlaki on a rotisserie. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking thick, big, juicy lamb tubes mm-hmm. on a rotisserie, and I'm thinking, oh. I don't have to do much, but this looks good yeah. at the end of it all. Yeah. I gotta try that one out. That's another. Yeah, one. rotisserie is another another thing that you have. You need, you know, you gotta get a barbecue that's versatile, that yep. you can either add stuff to it. Yeah. You know, or already comes with that stuff all built in and everything like that. Yeah. Like I said, you know. But I'll be honest with you, you're gonna spend money. But any don't, good thing. Yeah, any good thing that you want, you're gonna spend some money on it. So be it prepared. A minimum five hundred dollars. Minimum. Yeah, minimum for a barbecue pit with a rotisserie. You're yeah. looking at it. Minimum five hundred. And there are so many other stores where, like Canadian Tire, where they have a lot of these OEMs as they call them. Yeah. Non-branded. Um, you can try those just to start off with. Remember, you don't have to go big bucks right away. Yeah. Start off small. Start off small. You know, get one of those little portables. Yeah, that's and, that's and a great st- thing start, to have. Start grilling on there. Listen, uh, uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. We got, what, a minute and a half yeah. left to go on the show. Thank you again for coming on the show and talking barbecue. 
you know learn a, a few things <laughs> so that's that's all good and we Thank are looking so forward much, to man. your sauce coming out you got it you got it i you know, will bring it here we'll launch and it we'll, over we'll, here i promise we'll, you we'll launch it here and we'll actually give away some sauces you got it you know we'll, we'll do a little contest and we'll give away some sauces so that you know you can try this stuff for free because i know everybody's all about winning mm-hmm. something you got yeah. it <laughs> you know what i'm saying you again won't be disappointed exactly the streets is busy i'm your host jay busy my guest rohan potbelly pungent barbecue man and uh yeah that's it so enjoy the day i'd like to say peace peace out thank you you're welcome take care